Welcome to Overnight Perspectives, the podcast where we put aside our responsibilities and discuss our thoughts on K-dramas, K-pop, and a little bit of everything else. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of our podcast for Extraordinary You. This is Annika speaking. And this is Heather. How have you been lately, Heather? The same. The exact same as I was last week. And I'm pretty sure the next week I'll be the same. I know what we should talk about. What? Let's discuss some K-pop with BTS and the Grammys. Oh. OMG. I I totally forgot that happened. That happened like Sunday. Almost a week ago. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Honestly, I'm not surprised. My thing was I already kind of knew they were going to lose just because, you know, the Grammys are the Grammys. If they won, that would be cool. But if they lost, I was like, it's whatever. I mean, it's a good accomplishment for them. But, like, you know how it's going to happen. I wasn't surprised that they lost. The whole them being nominated, you know, like, part of me, I was so proud. I'm like, oh, my God. But then again, it's the Grammy. So I was very unsure about the whole thing. So at the end of the day, I was like, if they win, I'm not going to be surprised. You know, because the Grammys will probably just give them one you know but I was like if they lose I'm not surprised either because they do have a tendency of just scamming people and it kind of it kind of sucks I'm not gonna lie when they released that video of them their reaction I was like oh boys I'm so sorry I felt so bad but it's okay to be nominated like that's that's wild that's still a big thing yeah good for them but I don't like is that people hating on Ariana and Gaga. No, you can't hate on them. I agree. Okay, hate shouldn't be sent their way at all. Mm-hmm. But am I gonna say that Rain on Me was good? No, it was not. It was, it was okay. not good. Oh my god, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. But so I was really shocked. I didn't even know. I think you were the one who told me, like, oh, time to go on Twitter to see the reactions. And I go, yeah. oh, did they lose? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, um, Lady Gaga and Ari won. I go, oh, that's interesting. Did not know they were nominated. I didn't even know any of the nominees, only BTS. Fair enough, fair enough. The fact that it didn't win, I was like, that's that's completely like, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, (laughs) they promoted that so hard. They had all these remixes. And honestly, guys, I didn't really like the remixes. They all sounded the same. Like, I was very disappointed with the acoustic remix because I thought I was going to get more, you know, acoustic. But the only thing they really changed was to the beginning with a piano. And that was it. But they promoted Dynamite so hard. And I'm pretty sure they chose Dynamite in English and everything. Just because it's the type of song that Americans are going to listen to and be like, whoa, that's catchy. It's the type of song that kids are going to listen to and like, oh, that's catchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't appreciate people hating on the internet. I was on Ari's Twitter and she was talking about the Grammy win. And then everyone was sending numbers and charts saying the numbers don't add up. The numbers don't add up. And I'm like, it's not her fault. You think she chose this? No. No. It's a group of people. Which is a whole other thing I have to talk about. Because. <laughs> <laughs> so the Grammys has like an academy, right? It's like, you know, the Oscars with the whole academy thing. But 
they have their own academy, which is like people, certain people who vote and say who wins. I'm just really confused on how people think that it's going to be like the fans voting. It's going to be like all numbers and everything. Honestly, the Grammy, we all know that the Grammys is kind of a scam, right? They've done this for years, for years. But I just don't appreciate people hating. Because I, like, there's some scary armies out there. Like, they're really scary. They're, they're a scary fan base. They really are. So, the, the reaction wasn't surprising coming from them, honestly. I mean, had they had won, it would have come from other K-pop fans like non-BTS fans and had they lost which happened you would have seen them completely riot which they did so it was just a whirlwind felt so bad and then I don't know if you saw but like when I think Hobie was on live or something that you could see the second cake in the background I felt so bad (laughs) I felt so bad for them but it's okay because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come back. They are. They're gonna. They're already taking over the world, right? They're doing it for they're sure. What most people can't do, and mm-hmm. I appreciate them. I'm looking at like my BTS albums right now in front of me. I'm like, you did it, guys! <laughs> I can see your hard eyes just like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Grammys. That's a whole thing. Did you watch their performance? No. <laughs> <laughs> They, like, recreated, like, the set and everything. They were, like, on top of, like, a helicopter pad or something. And I'm like, that's scary. That's kind of a pie. But I thought it was nice. I feel like it wasn't, like, the scenery. I don't know about the scenery. Like, the location. I feel like they've had better locations. But it was a good performance. My sister was next to me, and I, I heard it. <laughs> I, I heard it, but she, like, watched it on herself. But she was watching it live. And it was announced that they lost before they performed. So I was like, I'm really not in the mood to watch them, you know, sing and dance with their smiles and stuff because I'm going to get so upset. And I have, to this day, I have not watched it. I saw some clips and I did see that they were like on a, like a helicopter pad. And I go, what is going on? But I'm sure it was cute. It was great. Um, they did good. They did good. I hope they'll have more things going up for them in the future. Jin's hair is super long. Like, you saw that live? Did you see that live when they were like cooking? <gasps> yes, I saw it. Oh my god, I was freaking out, Michelle. Oh my god, my sister, my, Michelle, messaged me. And she goes, Jin's on live right now. Or they're on live and Jin's hair is long. And I go, not even, you're lying. So I tried to go on Be Live immediately, but it kept freaking crashing. And I go, please, I'm just trying to see him, please. And when it finally loaded, I screamed so bad. I was, oh my God, my emo king. I love it. Dude, I really thought he was like an emo king in the On music video with like the black hair, the swoopy bangs, and like the jean. I think he was wearing like a jean jacket or something. Like, who? This boy? You're emo. And you can't tell me otherwise. The feels were there, man. Honest. Oh, Jin, 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 Jin. 
his hair is super long and like not to be a downer but i feel like he's just growing it out because he already said he likes long hair so i feel like he's just enjoying the time he has with his hair until he has to cut it off all right we're gonna change the subject before heather starts crying <laughs> so we'll go move on to our drama now that you guys know that we're bts dance we watch episodes 9 through 12 of extraordinary you so on this episode of extraordinary you Episode 9, this episode is mostly Rorun's point of view of the story, right? Heather, what were your thoughts? So there was a lot going on in this episode. Not really in the beginning. We just opened up with Rorun and how he came about to finding out he was a character. But overall, this episode was kind of kind of sad. I don't know. It was It left me like very confused and anxious. Because I was just like, what's going on? Because you know how they kind of like get you with like a hook in the beginning and it kind of leads you, leaves you thinking like, what, wait, what was that from the beginning? What was that from the beginning? Like, that's how I felt the whole episode. And that's because they're 30 minute episodes. So I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on? It was a lot of uh, anxious, worrying feelings just in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, we have a lot of Rorun's point of view in the episode. In that we see Rorun with that weird black hole thing that we still don't know. We see him seeing his beginnings with Dano. Like when he first saw her, the amount of times he like seen her but he never really talked to her because he's just an extra of an extra, you know? And we see them picking up from last time when he was fighting... Um, Beck Young from In the Rain and everything in the amphitheater. And I put that after that scene, Rorun, I shouldn't say Rorun, Haru, he has a name now, Annika. Haru is talking to Dano after the whole raining scene. And they got dry kind of quickly from the rain. And you know what? I shouldn't even be surprised anymore. Just because this drama is very, you know, unpredictable and like everything's a story. I really shouldn't, shouldn't be doing this. Now we know that Rorun has his whole background, but only starting from the beginning of when the drama actually happened. If that makes sense. No, yeah, it makes sense. I was like, wait, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. What's it called? Later in the drama, we actually see the squid fairy sees the black hole too in the library and it leaves him really scared or like shocked i don't know there was a face he made and it just makes him even that more suspicious and it's frustrating because i don't know what's going to happen with this character or what he really adds to this drama you know we see a lot of tension with him and Haru though later on in the episode he actually threatens him because Dano is still adamant on changing her you know fate she doesn't want to be an extra anymore yes what were your thoughts on Dano she's there's a scene where they're already like on stage right it's stage time and in that stage she tells Beck Young that she's gonna stop liking him like that was I guess that's written for her on the stage and that was finally saying no to him. I thought it was, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, she's finally like, at first I thought it was going to be one of those things where she says something and then it like snaps back. 
um, to how it's originally written, but she herself too, she kind of looked to the side like, did I really say that? Oh my God, okay. And I thought that was like really cool because, and nerve wracking though, but cause it's changing. Her storyline is changing. She used to be this, the girl that had a crush on him for 10 freaking years and you know, he didn't like her. And she finally, out of nowhere, really, well, not really, I don't know, but she finally was able to say no. And he, Baekhyung was kind of like, excuse me? Like, what? Um, so I thought that was, the whole time I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's it. That's all, I, that's all I said. I was like, oh my God. I got Yours? really happy because I really like, okay, Baekhyung, super annoying. I'm going to punch that boy too, you know? I I know you love him, but like his character sucks. But I got really glad that she finally got to like stand up for herself and he got mad about it. And I was like, mm, I'll freaking fight you. I will protect this girl. You know what? Like fighting like a six point. Is he like six one? Fighting a six foot person seems scary though. Six two? Fighting a six two person seems scary. I don't think I can do it. Um, I take that back. But we see... Rorun and Dano talking and this boy guys literally my notes are just me simping over him and Dohua but Dano saying that she's cold and guess who offers taking off his shirt for her again it's Rorun Haru oh yeah it's oh boy Haru yeah I I saw that part I go wow wow they're really gonna make me fall in love with this dude this is what that drama is going to make me do. Um, another thing to, on the other side of the main characters, we have Judah, Namju, and Doha storyline. Uh, we finally see who Namju's parents is. And apparently his mom is this super big actress. She's a celebrity and everything. So that's why they're super rich. Um, but I feel like... If you're a celebrity, like if you're an actress, I, I don't know how, kind of, how big of an actress she is, but how could you pay for all of those trips? All That whole field trip? I don't think that's possible with like an actress salary. Right? And they only mentioned her. The mom's like, oh, that's the actress, the famous actress, you know? And she was kind of walking like that. And I was like, okay, I don't think you're going to make that much to pay, enough for, to pay for all those kids, right? So what did the dad do? Because he I was walking he, all like Is that the dad? I feel like, is it the dad? I have no idea. I don't think it... I don't know if it was the dad. Because when they were talking, they were talking about something about... Maybe... I don't feel like it was the dad. She wasn't very close to the guy, was he? I have no idea. I'm saying I thought it was the uncle. (laughs) Okay, well, that makes sense, too. That older man that she was with. But I did write down that she was, like, real suspicious because she arrived at the school, she spoke to the principal, and that's when they let her know that, oh, um... Namju paid for everyone's uh, trip and everything. And she goes, oh, so kind of him, yada, 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 right? But then they mentioned his brother, Namju's brother. And she immediately, like, got so cold. And she just, like, looked so uncomfortable. And she kind of kept looking, like, very suspiciously. She kept looking at the principal, like, um, like, almost not to mention it again. So... I don't know if that's going to be a continuation. I don't know if we're going to continue with that storyline, what's going on. But I wrote down that she's super suspicious. Don't like her. Okay, the mom is a celebrity, right? Yada, 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 whatever, right? 
But he's just a rich person in a rich school. Just because he has a celebrity mom, does that make him, like, the ruler of the school? Because the principal was also like, how should we celebrate his birthday? I don't know if he's, like, the only rich bitch in that school, which he can't be because it's a rich school, you know? But if that is the reason that he has a celebrity mom, that that's the reason they put him on such a high pedestal and he... (laughs) I really don't get it. It makes no sense. But sure, why not? Go off, I guess. Can we talk about when the mom was coming out, how Dano was teaching Haru how to give reactions? How to make big reactions? (laughs) I love that part. He's like, woo, woo. (laughs) It was so cute. And he also looked at the mom super sus. Or was it the dad? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He did. He did. I just didn't write that down. Um... Well, ooh, Haru looked at one of them real, sus. real sus. Yeah, like he recognized them like, oh, Bingo. they too. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. <laughs> also in this episode, Haru's stomach like growls, right? And I guess this is new to him because he's now like, a ca- he's like kind of a character at this point, right? He kind of has a story going on for him. So Dano takes him to like the snack bar and she tries to push him, I guess, to, like, experience how to get snacks. But he's, like, not doing well, right? Then Dano does it herself. But they get sandwiches, guys, right? And I don't know what kind of sandwiches they are. But you know that rumor? <laughs> what, is it, what is it called? Inkiago sandwich? About... Inkigayo. <laughs> Inkigayo. I got it wrong. But I put Yago instead of Gayo. <laughs> I got my lettuce mixed up. Inky Gaia. Anyway, so guys, apparently in the K-pop world of K-pop idols, when they go perform at Inky Gaia, they will put their numbers into like their like sandwich and give it to another idol. And that's how they like exchange numbers without being too sus. They were eating sandwiches and that's the first thing I thought because I put hit me up Rowoon. Also, Dano said it's hard for extras to buy food. Which makes sense, I guess. So good for them for getting food. We also see Haru discussing with Squid Fairy and everything, right? Squid Fairy's reading a new book. A new comic book. I don't know what it is, but it's called Chinese Triumphant Vine. I think it was Triumphant. Because when I put it, I didn't know how to spell Triumphant, so I put Trumpet. I think it's Chinese Triumphant Vine. He's reading a new comic, basically. And Haru and Squid Fairy are talking. And the main thing that Squid Fairy says is that Haru's pain would will get worse the more he helps Dano. And I feel like that's important, guys, because we already know that this boy has a cut in his hand. What's that cut? I don't know. You mentioned later, like, that it changes. The way it looks, it changes between stage and shadow because there are some times where it looks, like, super long and deep, and then sometimes it kind of looks like it's fading. So I can't remember exactly which one belongs to which, but earlier in episodes he would always feel pain on his hand and squid fairy said the more the story changes the more pain you will experience Mm -hmm. and threatens him and says you have to stop her from changing the story because that's your role i don't know they're kind of like beefing in the hallway in that scene and i'm like oh my god because i love them both honestly i know squid fairy is like gonna probably be a bad guy but i just love him so much episode 10 is about how 
Namju is going to have a birthday party and everyone wants to try to get an invitation to his party. Dano and Haru are talking, right? And they're talking about Judah and Doha. And Haru's like, well, he's lucky because he he's always set to go with Judah. But I had to go find you. Yeah, the, the very first thing I wrote down for episode 10 was, Baekhyung is fine, exclamation point, heart, um, plus stare down. Because, of course, wherever, for some reason now, when Haru and Dano are together, Baekhyung just kind of approaches them real pissed off. Right. I kind of love it. Not gonna, I hate his character so much, but wow. I'm Wow. This character. I love it. I love it. There was a scene where Haru and Baekhyung were like almost going to fight. What was, yeah, because you mentioned that Baekhyung's always like, who are you? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And Haru's like, let's go, Donald. Because like, you know, Baekhyung's kind of like bad news. So Haru did this thing, guys, where he like kind of pushed Donald closer to his back away from Baekhyung. And I like, I lost it. I lost it. Ooh, I put... Dude, I've never felt this way before when two characters fight over a girl. Like, I don't know what it is about um Haru being very... Uh, is it aggressive? Is it violent? I don't know what it is, but very... Ooh. Like, protective? Yes, the protective. Normally, see, normally that stuff in dramas, I'm just like, oh, let the girl, you know, fend for herself. But damn, seeing Rowan do it, I'm like, hold on. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can push me to your back. It's okay. I'll hide. I know. I'll hide. I don't know what it is, dude. I really think it's the height. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because that was the scene where uh Donald's really trying to persuade him to go. But Haru's still remembering that, you know, he he doesn't want to make the storyline worse or anything. He's kind of refusing to go. And you know, when that stuff happens. <laughs> He says, you know what? I'll go, actually. I'm going to go to that party. So, ha ha ha. In your face. And then, on like the Namju side of stories in the beginning of that part, we see that Namju's all mad at Judah. And like, you know, your cliche thing, the guy is mad because he doesn't know how to express his feelings. So he gets mad and walks away. Which is like, I hate, I hate when that happens. Because like, I hate when people like drag it on like it's so freaking obvious right why do you have to like drag it on why do you have to be angry just because you don't know how to like say hey i like you i know you're doing all these grand gestures to her i know you're bullying her just so you can get close to her but you don't you literally only have like three words to say just say it that's so true (laughs) i just okay well taking a little break from the episode i just think it's so funny because if you were to take away dano and uh haru and bekyon side you know and stick with namju and juda you really see that if you if we were watching like their drama right we would see it the way haru and dano dano see it you know they see their reactions like first person they really see it up close and it's so funny because the way we act when we see cringy stuff like that in dramas, it's like, oh, oh, I hate this. I hate this. And this drama is funny because you actually get to see that reaction with the main characters because they're extras in a you know web 
comic or whatever they're they're extras in a comic and it's just overall it's just still so funny to me how we get to see their reactions like oh that was cringy that was a cringy line that's gross i just think that's so funny but again if haru does it i'm set like it's not cringy anymore i love it cringe who guys <laughs> when they were playing tennis haru looks so good i was like wow I like yellow now because he was wearing a yellow uniform. <laughs> the tennis scene is already in a stage, right? Everything they're doing is written down. And I was thinking like if I was watching this in a drama, I know this scene would be the scene where they're trying to hype up Baekhyung. Like they're trying to make us see him as like, oh my gosh, he's so good. But in a drama, would they have him going up against like a nobody? in the like the book like yeah if we were watching this in like as like a book is like if we were watching this as the story that's written uh-huh would we have seen him play against like a nobody or we or would we have seen him play with someone who's kind of like important probably a nobody because when Baekhyung went out into the the field or the court the field <laughs> the court um they drew the sparkles over his head. He had mm-hmm. that spotlight over his head. So it, you can tell that that scene was supposed to be just for him, you know? That's at least that's what I think. Yeah, cuz Haru couldn't move either and he had like he sucked basically. And yeah, his voice does not suck. But I wrote down, "Wow, I'm suddenly into tennis players." <laughs> <laughs> and then the scene cut to like Dohua playing and playing like the piano or something, and I put JK Dohua's by instruments. But we do see that I think Squid Fairy's reading the book. Or someone's reading the book. I think it's Squid Fairy. And they see the scene of the tennis tennis court. What was going on at that stage. And it went from like a picture of Baekhyun playing with someone with glasses. And I was like, Rovun has gla- Haru has glasses? And then it changed that face into Haru's face. No glasses. And I was like, oh, it's like changing as we speak immediately when he was reading it and he was he was just looking at it just normally and he saw the book glitch and it changed to Haru's face the character had no glasses and squid fairy looked like pissed and he just looked exhausted like frustrated is the word <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god this is good but this is also scaring me <laughs> oh we also see that uh the party is happening. So, in this party, it's Namjoo's birthday party, right? Everyone needs an invitation or like, yeah, an invitation to get in, right? Dano has a vision. And you know what? They got to change what's going on in that vision, right? Because that's basically what they're doing. And I thought it was nice that Dano mentioned that it doesn't have to be a big thing, but something has to change. So, like, even a small thing has to change, right? So, that was the whole goal of the three friends. Dano, Dohua, and Haru. Their goal is to at least change something in the party. Dohua and Dano are talking, right? And they see Haru wearing like, they say that Haru's wearing something very flamboyant, right? It's like a green suit or something. And Dohua said that's the most like toned down thing in his brother's wardrobe. But I'm like, (laughs) your brother is a doctor. Can't you just give him regular dress shirts? Absolutely not. No. On that man? Absolutely not. Namju and Judah are, you know, 
they're going through this thing. They're kind of like flirting, but not flirting. And it's kind of annoying to watch, but oh, well, you know. And here you kind of see a lot of tension with Namju and Dohua. And he basically says, because Dohua's going to play uh, the violin at his birthday. Uh, Namju eventually tells Dohua that he's going to confess to Judah. And Dohua has been meaning to confess to Judah because he's kind of been struggling with, are my feelings for her real? Or are they just stage feelings? But he actually really, really likes her. So that's his mission in this party is to confess to her, change that storyline. Episode 11. Basically, episode 11 is just the whole party scene happening. Everyone has a mission to do. There's a story going on. There's two stories actually going on. We have the love triangle of like Namju, Tohua, and Judah. And then we have the other love triangle of Baekhyung, Dano, and Haru. So we'll be splitting this up into like their stories. So first we can talk about the book side of the story, Dohua, Namju, and Judah. In the last episode, we had Haru like stop Namju, kinda. He bought time for Dohua and Judah to talk. He has this whole confession that he wants to do. And I think it's sweet that even though his storyline says that he has a he likes her, he truly does like her. Cut to the party and everybody's waiting for him to come out and they say he disappeared. And when Haru dropped the drink, he deadass tells them out loud, like they're still there. Baekhyung's in the room, Namju's in the room, but he tells Dohua, now's your chance to go with Judah. And I go, Haru, shut up, <laughs> shut your mouth. Whisper I was like, babe, whisper it or sign language it. Come on he now. Could have, he could have just said, go now. This is your time. Or, you know, like winked or something. <laughs> or just, you know, tilted his head. Anyway, and Dohua books it. He says, you know what? Thank you. And he grabs Judah and she's just like, yeah, sure. Let's go. And they go to a secluded area. It's so pretty, though. It was like a greenhouse. Or like outside yeah, of a greenhouse. And there was pretty lights and everything. super pretty. Oh, Rich people. I know. But in that scene, we have Dohua saying his, I like you. And they were like, it was staged at that point. He said, I like you. And then it was still staged when she said, I like you too, right? But then it cut off stage and she said, she continued her sentencing as a friend. Yeah. So if we're looking at this in the book wise, book wise, she just stopped at, I like you. Yeah, she like reciprocated the feelings. Yeah, but if we're going on shadow, she, she downplayed it as, as a friend. Yeah, she was like, we're friends. So <laughs> I think oh, yeah, end yeah. up together. But <laughs> <laughs> I put down that, does she hate confrontation or something? Because like, he's been so open about it. I guess kinda and he finally said it and she said as a friend but I'm thinking lady I don't think you call someone who's like who who clearly showing like kind of feelings for you like this she always says you're here you're my guardian angel oh my goodness like of course he's gonna catch feelings why you gonna lead him on like that yeah Dolphwa <sighs> supremacy in the vision Namju and Judah were basically the main characters in the vision, you know, he catches her and he announces that 
from now on, Judah is my boo, basically. And because Dohua and Judah are somewhere else, the Namju, you know, kind of disappeared. No one knows where he is. Um, Dohua's talking to Judah where he confessed. You kind of have the rest of the characters, Baekhyung, Haru, and Dano, and everyone else at the party kind of like, okay, well, what do we do now? What was supposed to be Namju and Judah's scene switched completely to Dano and what, okay, because Dano says, she goes, oh my God, what's going on? Because she starts getting up and she can't, she's like walking and she can't yeah, stop. because they're in stage and, at this point. Yeah, and then she goes to where Judah was supposed to be, that position, and Haru's going with her. And I go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I got really excited. Story. It's going to be their story. And immediately she's supposed to like fall or something and Haru was going to catch her. Beg your catches her. And I was like, hold on, hold the phone. Wait a minute, cut the cameras. Oh my God. And he literally took over Namju's line. And he says, from now on, Dano is my boo. And literally everyone's like, oh my God. And this is stage. This is mm -hmm. not shadow. So everyone knows they're going to remember this. And I started freaking out, dude. And I also wrote down that he looked really cool. <laughs> do something to a people. Like someone in a suit, it, they just go up a level. You're dead ass and I don't know he just looked so clean cut and then he also had like a real smug smile after he drank that little glass of champagne and he kept looking at Haru directly in the eyes and just literally with that smirk and I go senor damn papa you a rare breed no compare breed I felt like that oh my god but when that was happening they keep like the camera keeps going to like I think it's Beck Young's little yes. brother the camera kept going to him and I was like, why is he relevant? That's the same thing I said. Okay, because first time I didn't remember that it was his brother. He had come out before, but I didn't really pay attention to him. And when the camera went to him the first time, I said, well, who's this? Bingo. And then it like got to someone else. I go, anyway, what was that? And it went back to him and I go, sir, who Bingo. are you? I don't know who you are. I thought it was. Why are they putting it more I thought on it him? was her doctor. <laughs> I thought it was Doha's <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, but that, that kid looked too young. Right? That's why I was like, wait, no, they look different. So who are you? Uh, that was just really funny because I did not know who that Bingo. was. After the party, it's just witches to school, right? Mm -hmm. And I wrote down, this boy really only has his uniforms and whatever he wrote to that field trip because... This boy really has no clothes. Yes. And I don't know, there was a scene where he was reading something. Maybe it was his drawings or maybe it was the book. I don't remember what he was looking at. But he was like clenching his jaw the whole time. And I was like, sir, you did not have to do that. I bet you the director was like, yes, Rovun, clench your jaw. That's what people want. Clench it like five times. I know, he is so fine, I swear. In this episode, early in this episode, um, Haru is basically not sure why he's always attracted to, not attracted, but he's always gravitating towards Dano. He's not sure why he, every time he's with her, he feels like a familiar feeling with her. He does mention, he goes, I started seeing these flowers that I had never seen before or that feel familiar. 
But every time I see them, Dan was there. They always appear. And for some reason, like there's just, I keep remembering some stuff and it being with her and seeing the flowers with her, like it just gives a whole familiar feeling. And I don't know why, but I'm gonna, I like being by her side and I'm gonna stay there. And later on, you see a lot of them, like a little compilation of them, like just being cute and stuff. And I'm just so sick and tired of all this cuteness. I love it so much. We should mention that when he was saying all that stuff, he was talking to like Squid Guy. Yes. And Squid Guy is very like clear saying like, hey, you have to like stop her because it's just going to harm you in the end. Right. And he says that the more he helps him, the more Haru helps her, he's going to disappear. That's like a big thing that he's saying. So what I was thinking is that I wrote down... Maybe Squid Guy was like in Haru's position last time or whenever his last time was. Because a few episodes ago, Squid Guy was like, I hope the writer keeps me in longer. So I was thinking, huh, maybe in whatever, what I don't even know, in whatever story or life he had, he was in the same position as Haru and he just disappeared for helping someone. Personally, I feel like he was a main character in whatever story that he was in. Maybe. I don't know if we're going to get a backstory to him, which uh, hopefully, hopefully we do. But I do feel like the reason he's so adamant on this, like this is not going to change because that's something that might have happened to him. So I'm excited to see where that leads us more because, you know, things are changing. The book changed in front of him. He saw the black hole when that really isn't supposed to happen. So I'm so nervous and I'm so excited. Guys, if you can't tell, watch this drama. When he leaves that conversation with Squid Fairy, he quotes something. As we mentioned before, that Squid Fairy keeps reading a different book. And Squid Fairy looks down at the book. And exactly what Haru said was in the book. I I missed that. No, oh my God, he said, I can't remember the quote for the life of me. And I should have write it, should have written it down, but... I just wrote that the book was named Flower. He quoted something that I guess he didn't know was in the book. But when he said like, oh, the flowers, I get a familiar feeling with Dano and stuff. I was like, okay, are we gonna... Is this gonna... Dot, 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 you know? Are yeah. we gonna lead into something? And I'm really excited. To end off this episode of episode what 11 the last thing i wrote was damn i don't know what it is but every time haru gets mad i get excited hate you (laughs) (laughs) that's the best thing ever you had the goofiest smile on your face oh that was so cute so Haru's basically not supposed to be a character, you know, but... They made him into one. Happen, yeah, he's getting made into one. Uh, episode 11 kind of ends with Dohua because of everything that happened. Namju is pissed. And he announces to the class that Dohua is no longer a member of A3. He says, you, Curtain, and cut to Haru looking beautiful <laughs> in the sunlight. He says, do you want to replace him? And everyone's kind of looking at him like, oh him him and they kind of like pay attention to him they don't really say like oh he was in our class or something which they usually were doing before instead they say oh you want him i'm like okay can y'all see him oh my god (laughs) he's important now 
I know. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, guys. Here's the thing. Dan was like walking in the hallway. Dan <laughs> is already laughing. Dan was like walking on her hallway, minding her business, and then what is this? Slow mo. The wind. The sun. Someone grabs her backpack. She turns around and like Haru is looking at her. He like crouches down and boys, boys, guys. I'm pretty sure this boy has like a back problem with this drama. He had, he was like crouching down and that's like a whole foot crouching down. Imagine looking down all the time. But I thought it was super freaking cute. Do what I tell you. You had mentioned I think in our first podcast that you were um you were like oh my god like I giggle i get so giddy and i was just like oh my god you know and i just watched this drama and i'm just like oh that was cute oh whatever dude that scene that scene i was like oh my god dude, i was screaming i felt like that kermit meme that he's just like running around oh yeah yeah i thought that was so freaking cute and it was funny because he crouched down like how an adult kind of crouches down at a kid <laughs> when they're just like, hey kid, you lost? That's, that, that, gave, that gave off the same energy. Just I, monstrously tall. He is, okay, I was thinking like, if he had like a neck pain or a back pain while making this <laughs> drama, you'd think they like reimbursed him or gave him a chiropractor or something? Well, they had her on boxes most of the time. That's true, and she always wanted like heels. But like that's still a big difference. I can imagine a six foot four person looking down at a five foot person. <laughs> that was the end, uh, or that was the highlight of episode eleven. So in episode twelve, we basically see Rorun. I mean Haru. <laughs> it's hard becoming a character. We see him talking more. People are seeing him more. He basically is becoming someone more than just an extra. I am so convinced that Haru is like a repeat character. I think he's a repeat character. Like, you know how people say they have another past life? Well, for them, I think their past life is a past life in another book, in another story. Which is why Squid Fairy was always like, maybe he'll keep me in longer. And I thought that he was a repeat character because he passed his Chinese test. He got... All A's in his Chinese test, zero in his English test. And he was playing that, I don't know what instrument that was. I I really don't know. Did I pay attention to music cultures? Probably not. It looked but, like a recorder. <laughs> yeah, but like, probably like a traditional yeah. thing. But he was playing it all good and everything. And that's when I thought that, oh my gosh, he is a repeat character. Because the book that Squid Fairy was reading beforehand was called like Chinese Triumph triumphant vine so i was like maybe haru was like a main character in that book which is why he was so good in chinese so i really think he has like a back not a backstory but like a past life in another Mm -hmm. book it's like actors being part of a new drama i guess so like they repeat the they they reuse the same actor like picture haru as like an actor and his character is just being put into another story Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought now. And he was also really good at drawing. So like, what if he was like a perfectionist prince or something? I don't know. Because he was he was doing really good now that he's a character. He was good in his test. He did his instrument really good. He did drawing, his painting really good. And as we saw him painting, he also finally got a name on his name tag. Mm-hmm. It was Haru. 
I had wrote down that Dano and him are super cute just because yeah. just because they're they just love seeing um <laughs> they just love seeing Dofa be all cute and they kind of like the fact that he really has feelings for Judah and it's sad but they're kind of like the only ones who know and who remember that he's just constantly confessing but I just wrote down that they're super supportive <laughs> I wrote down that Baekhyun's still a dick. And I'm just like, what part was that? Like, well, I'm trying to remember because there's so many parts. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> there was a scene where Dano was kind of apologizing to Squid Fairy. She gave him, like, a tea set from her dad. Yeah. Or something. And she said, E, te, ri. And, he, and then, like, the captions was like, oh, it's an actor's name. Similar to an actor's name. And she was saying, like, Italy. And I was like, who is that? So I googled the name, and it's the actor who plays Squid Fairy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, huh? She so, goes, like, he's breaking his own fourth wall. I love that. It's the little things. In this episode, uh, Dano has a vision. Uh, another vision where basically she's getting asked out to a movie date by Baekhyung, and she has to say yes, and she goes, and she's smiling in the vision. And she's like, great, wonderful. Let's go. And she eventually, I don't know, it happens pretty suddenly, but she immediately gets put into that scene and she's just like, all right, let's go. And he gives her the invitation. It's sad because she can't notice, she doesn't notice Haru when she's on stage and he is able to see her still. Haru is basically seeing Dano and Baekhyun's love blossoming on stage because he kind of has to. That's really his role. He's on the sidelines. Uh, but it's, as soon as Shadow comes on, she just backs away from Baekhyung and she's just like, all right, anyway, moving on from you. Haru. And she just always goes to find him. And I think that's so freaking cute. I put down that, you know, the scene, the scene, the stage happens, right? And Baekhyung's going to her, right? To give the ticket. I put, I saw Haru walking in the background already because he's in the tone. Like, I already knew it. It was him. I was like, ooh, he's going to be in the scene soon. And then, bam, he's standing in the middle just watching them. It's funny because you see everyone's head, you know, they're majority the same height. And you just see a whole t- another head on top of them. And it's just his top, you know, thumping around. It's so crazy. Beck Young is like, he's saying he's going on a date with Donald, right? We established going on a date. His dad is like super proud of him. Like, oh my gosh, you're ready. I mean, not you're ready. Like, finally, right? You're doing it, right? And he like gives him like Bingo. a ton of money. <laughs> and he was like, if you're a man, you know how to spend this lavishly. First of all, I love that philosophy. If you're a man, you know how to spend this lavishly. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Beck Young, hit me up. <laughs> And then I guess it's the stepmom, right? The stepmom was like super like, oh my gosh, why are you giving him this money? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> I know. I'm like, and who are you? Why are you so surprised? And Is this who your are money? You? Yeah. Anyway, um, that's when we get introduced to, not introduced, but you kind of see the stepbrother, Baekhyung and the stepbrother talking. And he's like, oh, did you mean what you said? And he just, Baekhyun is kind of sick and tired of hearing her name in his house. So he's just like, just cut the shit. Cut, cut, stop talking about the marriage. Stop talking about her. Leave me alone. 
back up. And it's so sad because the brother looks so cute. He looks so freaking cute. And then the brother was like, I really like her. Like, even if he, she becomes part of this family, she's really nice. But Beckyun's a dick, so. Yeah, I wrote that down. He's still a dick. But it's funny because right after that, I put Haru is gorgeous. <laughs> I just put Haru is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Cut to the movie date. He eventually calls her. Uh, Baekhyun calls Dano and says, yo, I'm not going. I'm not going. Something came up. Uh, basically she gets stood up she's already there and she's crying you know on stage and as soon as shadow comes on she kind of just like dabs it off i love when she does that and lo and behold everyone angels cue the angel cue the choirs haru is right in front of her go ahead i put omg rowan has new shoes and a new outfit (laughs) (laughs) you you were gonna mention that earlier oh my god yeah so, so Rohan comes in, right, to the movies. He's, you know, new new wardrobe. He's wearing Converse instead of, like, those vans. He has a sweater. Man is looking fine. They just use the tickets for themselves, right? Because, you know, Beckham stood her up. And he's not going, right? Because he's, like, a dick. So, Rohan's there. <sighs> okay, honestly, the last thing I wrote, found, wrote down for date is Rohan did not have to reach for that drink like that. Oh, but yes, he did. Yes, he did, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. So, like, he's just sitting there, like, oh, my gosh, we're friends, blah, blah, blah. And she's thinking, like, oh, my gosh. Because her friend told her beforehand, like, you guys have to brush each other's hands when you, like, the cliche movie things. Brush each other's hands when you get the popcorn share one straw in the drink because it's like an indirect kiss so they brush each other's hands they're watching the movie the movie is upside down because they're like in shadow but i, guess I know he's super into it like aren't you not dizzy right i the whole time i tried to figure out which movie it was because it was an english movie so mm-hmm. i'm like well what is it and no never found out what it was so oh well but yeah oh sorry go ahead go ahead oh guys i'm just gonna explain how Robun got this drink. Sitting by each other, right? He's like super into this movie. Boy knows how to read upside down. He puts her hand, his hand like behind her on the seat. And then he reaches with his other hand like right across from her to get a drink. And I was like, boy, I would get feelings so freaking quickly. Like that was uncalled for. I was not ready for that. <laughs> this is our date now. Just so you know, Rowood, I would have fallen in love with you. Rowood, if you're listening to this podcast for some Bingo. reason, we love you. What's it called? And there was a scene where in that in that same scene, he sits down next to her and she kind of gets like pushed a little and she goes, Oh my god why are his shoulders so broad and i started laughing because when i first got into sf9 and he's the tallest member and i was like yo his shoulders are crazy broad crazy broad and he just looks so fine and put together so when she said that i go oh my god take me back take me back to when i was like barely getting into sf9 can we just appreciate how this whole scene looked how everything was like put together, how it was executed, because I got butterflies and I was like, oh my goodness, Erica, why are you feeling these feelings? Mm-hmm. Super cute date. 
Um, the movie ends, and for some reason, Baekhyung shows up, and he's like running down the stairs. I was like, "Okay, boo, calm your horses. It's okay." He gets he gets pretty upset. He's just like, "Are you serious? Are you really here with her? She's my fiance. Do you know that?" And he's yelling at Dano. And then Haru stands up for her and says, "She may be your fiance, but she's still my friend." So watch the way you talk to her. And I thought that was the cutest thing ever. Oh my God. Well, well, where do we find a Haru? I would like two, please. Not even two. Maybe one. I don't even need one. A half. I, I'm fine with a half. No, you are not going to settle for a half. You're going to take a whole one or two or three <laughs> or however many you want because you deserve that much. Damn it. Okay, at least a one one Haru, please. <laughs> I'll take one Haru, please. Thank you. <laughs> they do this whole like grabbing the wrist scene and everything, and it's so annoying seeing it because they're just yanking poor girls' wrists. But I like wrote down if someone aggressively like grabs like okay, it's kind of like you know in dramas, someone always grabs the wrist, right? And then there are times, this times I'm like, oh my gosh, that's cute. But this show has like too many wrist grab scenes, oh and I'm like, I'm gonna Lord. punch someone. I'm gonna punch someone if they touch For me. For like sure. For sure. It's so annoying. I'm just gonna go on a little tiny rant because I'm so sick and tired of watching K dramas. You know, I don't. That's just the thing over there where they they're grabbed by their wrist or their arms, and they like are pulled into the guy, and they're just like, oh my god, like. He touched me like that. He grabbed my arm. No, if someone were to even look at my wrist about to grab it, I would break their hand and beat them with it. Oh my God, they are not going to like grab my hand. And then it's so annoying when they're like allowing themselves to get dragged. And then eventually at some point they're like, stop, it hurts. I go, then you should have said something sooner. First of all, you shouldn't have let him touch you like that. Oh my God. Anyway, so upset. It's just a rant. I like, um, what I do like about sometimes of that is when the bad guy grabs the girl's hand and then the main guy that you do like grabs the guy's hand be like, hey, stop messing with her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, you can grab my hand. <laughs> That was the best, hey, I've ever heard. Oh my God, I love that so much. Annika, you need your own drama, I swear. Uh, another thing that have another important thing that happens in this episode is that we learn that Haru is fading from the Polaroid that Dano has of them too. Well, it's her posing and Haru's just in the back. It's funny because he's kind of like posed like Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So there's an important scene, they're like at the pool, the pool scene, which this is a cool school. Like they have like water aerobics. Dano can't, right? Cause she has a heart problem. So she's like, hey Haru, let's play over there. There's like a pool. But I understand if you go to a beach and like play with the water like that without getting wet. But you're like mm. at a indoor swimming pool. Um, That's chlorine. What are you seeing? You're seeing cement. You're not really seeing anything interesting. You're just splashing water. It's a vibe. It's okay. They're experiencing the vibe. The vibe. I love chlorine, I guess. Baekhyun being the big that he is, like, splashes water on the both of them. Oh, it was just so mean. They're, like, having fun, Dano and Haru, and Baekhyun comes and kicks the freaking water in their face. 
it's so funny because they're fighting they're they start like you know bickering at each other and Baekhyun starts like pull, pushing um Haru and Haru's just getting sick of it at this point and he just pushes Baekhyun in the pool and I started laughing because immediately that guy who's always recording I can't remember his name he has it in his sleeve the phone protector everything and he moves his arm to like record it <laughs> and that was so funny. it's just funny and then Haru very dramatically looks at Dano and he says, let's go. And I was like, you know what? Y'all go. Y'all enjoy. Oh, my God. There was also a scene where the classes are having, like, a competition, like a swimming competition. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what, like, the grand prize was at the end. But it's basically against Namju and Dohua. And I put, damn... Dohua's swimming hair hits differently. Cause it's yeah. not it's not it's not down as usual, guys. It's like parted to the side. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then they actually started like swimming. And I did not expect them to take off their shirts. I didn't know why, because they were already wearing like swim guards or something. And I didn't expect them to be shirtless. They were shirtless? When they started doing the competition, yeah. Oh wow, I guess I didn't pay attention to that i'm so i'll rewatch it oh <laughs> i'll rewatch it i promise while this competition is going on a fire alarm hits out right and everyone's panicking rovun's looking at dano and dano's like looking at rovun and thinking where's his name because his mm-hmm. name tags clean it's empty no name blank mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. and she's like where's his name so she just keeps looking at him while everyone's freaking out and she ends up falling into the pool. And get- Actually, she doesn't fall. This stupid dude pushes the crap out of her. Oh my god! Where are the teachers? Fight that dude, right? Did they book? Like, <laughs> they the do they not have you know? Do they not have a protocol? I mean, this is a school. Rich people. I don't yeah. know. Um, she falls into the water, and of course, because. Haru is the only one who sees that. He goes into the water and he... A beautiful scene, right? He's like swimming to save her, right? It's like it's like an Olympian jump into the pool. And I was like, oh, you know how to dive? Oh, sir. <laughs> um, he grabs her and he brings her up. However, the Polaroid that was in his pocket of them two, it falls out of his pocket and he has completely disappeared from it. Can I talk about how she looked like when she was in the pool because she was like she looked like a mannequin and it was really creepy like she looked dead like she looked like she was dead i'm like it's only been like two seconds but i'm like you have she has a heart condition and i could be nice to her but i'm like they made her look like a mannequin yeah she looked scary yeah she looked like she had already been unconscious and i'm like girl it's okay because when you fall in the pool you're kind of like whoa Whoa, you're still conscious, though. I don't know, drama stuff for the dramatics. She wakes up in the hospital, and she turns to see Baekhyung there, and he's crying. He's shaking, and he's crying, and I'm like, what's going on? And the reason he never really went to go see her in the hospital, besides being a dick, was because he saw his mom die in the hospital when he was a kid. And oh my God, my heart. You know, he's still an asshole. He's still a bad character, but (laughs) 
my heart for this boy. She's completely drenched and she's looking for Haru. She goes to the classroom and she goes to Haru's seat. And he goes, um, that's where Haru sits. And you actually see the character who was drawn in the book, the dude with glasses and everything. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't put that together. <laughs> well, he was like, no, this has always been my seat. She's freaking out because she just wants to find him. She goes to the pool. She finds his drawing book there. The pages are like in the pool and she's freaking out. And she sees the Polaroid later um, just floating around in the pool. She gets in. She sees that he's gone from there. She goes to the library and she is looking for the book. It's gone. There's no trace of him at all. They're, they show someone in the corner of the library reading the book. And oh my God, lo and behold, it is Baekhyung, which question, how did he change so fast into his uniform when they were just at the hospital? Um, Maybe a scene's about to happen. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. Well, or maybe she... he went through a scene. You know what, Annika? You make a lot more sense than I do. <laughs> you make a lot more sense than I do. Basically, Baekhyung had the book and he throws it on the floor and he says, is this the book you were looking for? And so basically the last thing I wrote was Baekhyung read the book? Question mark. <laughs> oh yeah, I put, I think it's Baekhyung. Who took the book? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we left off. That's the end of episode 12. That, that's really oh. it. I I honestly don't know what's going to happen next episode. First off, I just want to say episode 9 through 12. Like, that, I really like those episodes. Oh, my God. They were so good. I, so, so I good. felt like those episodes explained a lot of questions that we had. We got a lot more answers from those episodes. So, I think my favorite part from episodes 9 to 12... See, guys, I don't know what my favorite part was because honestly, in my notes, I usually write what I'm simping over and it's either going to be Doha or Robun, Haru. What was the most feelings I got? Most feelings I got, guys. The backpack scene, maybe. Is that my favorite? I really appreciate how Doha, Haru, and Dano are like buddies. They're friends because they know what's going on. They like tease each other because like, oh, this is what's happening in your story. But they also support each other. They only kind of have each other. So I appreciate their friendship. Like I said, I really like these four episodes. But one of my favorite parts was when Dohua says like, oh, Dano, like, hey, you're here. Is this the back guy? And she was just like, yeah, yeah, it's him. Um, his name is Haru, though. And she was just like. It doesn't matter. Like, he's not going to remember. And he's just basically feeling Haru up. He's like, wow, <laughs> you're going, like, no wonder you went crazy over him. Like, he has an amazing back. Like, it's he's feeling him up in public. And Haru's just like, okay, uh, what's going on? And I thought it was so cute because then she was like, oh, he he knows. He knows. Like, he's a character. And Noah got so happy. He looks at him like, okay. Okay, <laughs> it was just so cute. I mean, um, good for Dohua for having that experience. Right? Oh, God. Living the dream. There was a part in episode 12, uh, before Baekhyung stood up his date with Dano. He kind of, like, talked back to his dad. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought that maybe he started talking back because he was becoming aware. You know how they kept telling him episodes before, like, oh, the writer stayed shadow. And he's just like, what? I feel like he already had an idea. I thought that maybe that was maybe like a hint that he's going to know or that he knew or something. So, I mean, if him knowing kind of gets him out of his like shitty storyline or somehow gets him out of that shitty situation with his dad then I put that was really cool and I'm excited for more he's a really bad character but he's also a really good interesting character too do you think that he's like gonna catch feelings for Donald like he's gonna be like serious about it instead of super angry about it I don't know I don't know if he's gonna like because you when he was talking to Haru he was just like oh but to be honest I'm playing around with her I'm toying her and that's when Haru got pissed and they were gonna fight on the bleachers and everything right beautiful scene by the way did you notice that one dude in the background with the basketball looking at them like (laughs) I was laughing so hard because he was the mood he was like just looking at them it was so funny if you haven't seen it you should rewatch it but I don't I really don't know if that's gonna change between them I I don't know. Because to me, I feel like he's going to chase after something he knows he can't have. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to bug him. And the more he does that, the more he's going to like her. I don't that's know. That's true. That I mean, that could be true. We've seen it before. I hate how you can't predict what's going to happen. I know. I, because it can change no matter what. All right, last thing, last like favorite part was when early episode 12, when people started noticing him, they're like, Haru, Haru, oh my God, wow. And he got his own like fan club of girls and they were like, oh my God, Haru. And they were like giving him a bunch of things. And he was like, oh, whoa, whoa, this is weird. And that was when Dohua was playing the violin for Judah and he confessed to her, like, I like you. And he turns and he sees them walking and Donald kind of like drops his like sweets that they gave him and she's like let's go let's go let's go let's leave them alone and Haru's trying to pick up all the candy I thought that scene was so cute I just love that I really love like that scene where you were talking about he like drops the food and then like they're trying to get away from from like Dohua's scene it's so freaking cute. Like, I ship them so hard. I appreciate it. The friendship, everyone's friendship, everyone's relationship in that mm-hmm. little trio. I know. I love it. I love it. Oh, when but he like, got jealous or when he was getting jealous when she was like, oh my God, are you okay? And he was like, boom. <laughs> but there was also a scene where he also got jealous. That's when Beck Young, um, she had the vision about the movie and he was just like, it's so weird because now he's reciprocating your feelings. He goes, should you just kind of go with it? Should you follow with him and everything? And was just there like, no. And they were like, yeah, that's a bad idea. We're not going to do that. Don't worry about it. Okay, usually I'm like, jealous guys are bad. Aggressive guys are bad. But if Haru oh, does absolutely. it, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. What were our dislikes of these last four episodes? I'm trying to think. Like, like everything was pretty like, oh, I get it. That's why that yeah. happened. I don't think I have a dislike. Maybe my main I... dislike is that she looked like a mannequin. and She looked like she was dying. It looked like a Titanic scene. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. I lied. I do have another like. 
What is it? The actor um, Kim Young Dae. He plays Oh Namju. Um, I really liked how you got to hear his lisp in this episode. In the past episode, he has a really noticeable lisp, oh. and it's so cute because he also comes out in Penthouse. And there are some scenes where sometimes you can't hear it, but then he does, and it it's very prominent. He's like, like he's basically just going. Oh wow! It's so cute. Yeah, he was talking. Oh, when he if you're gonna rewatch it, it's when he gives back the keychain to Judah. I don't know. I just really liked it. I think they're so cute. I also gotta talk about him. In the cake, when he's talking about the cake, he's like, "My girl, like strawberry," and I'm like, "You said that." Yeah. Beauty. We had this whole discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said that in True Beauty, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's the strawberries!" Wow, we don't really have a dislike. Uh, next episode, we will, <laughs> for sure. I know, cause they gotta make up for <laughs> what we're missing. <laughs> so basically, guys, this was like a good chunk of like story time. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. This was our. Review of episodes nine through twelve of Extraordinary You. This has been Heather, and this has been Annika, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can find us on TikTok at Overnight Perspectives. That's Overnight Perspectives on TikTok. Feel free to leave us a review and make sure to tell your friends to procrastinate with us. Bye. <laughs> Bye.